From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 492. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hello. Hello. Who is this? Uh, who is who this is person this? on the other end of the line? Who could it be? Hi. <laughs> we we have we have we have chatted, mm-hmm. you know, over these these last couple of weeks. But I, it's it's always different when I get to sit down on a mic, and I haven't heard from Mike on the mic in a few days. So two hi, weeks. How are you? Two weeks. Like we've done it a million times before, but mm-hmm. you know, I just I just miss you that much, Mike. Oh, amazing. You're so. Sweet. I mean. Last week, I totally forgot about you because I had like the greatest guest ever mm-hmm. in Annabelle Hiller. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the of show. Um, how good was it? Really on a scale great. Of Loved ten it. to ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, a really really fun episode. I've been wanting to uh, talk with Annabelle on the show for quite some time now. I think her story is amazing, and she's doing awesome stuff. And I wanted to share it and get her on and chat. So it was uh, a huge, huge thanks to to Annabelle for yeah, doing that, making good. the time. Yeah, we had fun. So um, I don't know if you caught one certain part of it where I need to, co- I need you to coordinate the London Pen Show mm-hmm. one week apart from the Dutch Pen Show, so I can travel to both on on the same journey. So I'm going to need you to work on that next year. Okay. What happened to the Capital Pen Show? It was their first year was going to be the 2020 year, was right? It was it? going to be year one mm. uh, of, of that. And so then I have not tracked what's happened from from then with that particular show. I just know that the standard, what's the uh, the, the London Writing Equipment Show? Yeah, Luez. Um, is, yeah, Luez has been back on their twice a year schedule now, but no peep from izod or or whoever was running mm. uh izod's who i think was running that sh- the capital show if they're going to like reboot and and come back and, and get that on again i have not looked into that so that i will be looking be into that concern yeah should be a shame yep 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 so anyway good stuff uh from annabelle and uh hope to to talk to her online again uh you know on on the podcast format because uh I just think she's super cool. Yeah, I just went on the Capital Pen Show's Instagram. Uh-huh. Their last post was 90 weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, talking about needing to postpone the show. Yeah, yeah. So that was the summer 2020 where we were in peak, like shutdown. June. Yeah. It was supposed to be in June. Yep, yep. Shame. But yeah, yeah no, I really loved the episode. Uh, I really loved everything Annabelle was talking about. She seems mm-hmm. super smart. And uh, yep. it was also just like a different view into a different world. Exactly. A little bit than, uh, than maybe what we're used to, especially mm-hmm. being like more metal, like that she's focused more in, in oh, metal. That's, you know? Yeah. That show was very metal. Mm-hmm. Always very metal. More mm-hmm. uh, cursing than maybe any episode of The Pen Addict oh. ever. I mean, that's how we run when we do a metal show. I mean, we're just going to throw down. Which was very funny to me. So uh, when, sometimes I have um, the very wonderful Jim Metzendorf edit. Mm-hmm. He's a wonderful podcast editor. We use it at Relay FM. And sometimes if we have guests or we do double episodes, um, I will have Jim help me by doing the editing. Mm-hmm. And I sent him your edit notes, which included places to bleep. And uh, Jim, Jim said to me, Annabelle's over there keeping Peng Podcast real. 
<laughs> she and, talks. And, and as I said, I'm very intrigued as to what caused such energy. <laughs> so this, Annabelle does not know this, <laughs> but she told me, uh, we're going to give some behind the scenes here, Annabelle, so you'll forgive me, but I think she will enjoy it. She told me at the beginning, she's like, I cuss a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's cool. We'll edit it. I like, I cuss a lot too. Yeah. But I've also done this almost 500 times and yes. can can meet, meter myself a little mm-hmm. bit. And I she's swear like a lot usually. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You've you've had, you have conversations with me where oh, we're yeah. not recording. I I do cuss yeah. a lot. So so she she warned me, and I was like, yeah, not a big deal. We'll just edit it out, whatever. And then like. I just didn't tell her like when she did it. I just wrote down the timestamps, so I knew I had to send it to you. And then I never told her afterwards. So sorry, Annabelle. <laughs> we got you now. <laughs> Ooh, that was fun. That was so fun. Good. But yeah, uh, y'all enjoyed my 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 notes, my edit notes this week, right? Very much. Yeah, this is what you have to do every week. Yes. It. Yeah, I don't enjoy that part. <laughs> I do more edit notes than you do, obviously. Yeah, I forget everything. Like, I'm just busy trying to talk words and like the edit notes. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm supposed to write down when that ad read started. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just nope right out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there was one part that I wanted to talk to you about because mm. uh, Annabelle mentioned that she's a fan of Formula One, like me. Yes. And mm-hmm. then in the refill newsletter this week, you commented that you'd been binging Drive to Survive. It it's on like it's yeah it it took like almost no arm twisting for me to engage with this content. It's kind of fascinating me how quickly it happened, right? Because I'm a sports fan, right? Mm -hmm. Like I am a sports fan. I have my sports teams, and I pull for sports ball, and like I like that type of competition and all that stuff. So, like you know, I got into the Premier League a few years ago, but like that was something like that took some time. Like over, like I I know I would love the Premier League or soccer, just worldwide soccer, um, if I took the time to understand it a little bit more. And like I got there, it was good. This was like I. like I've never been into any type of racing and or motorsports. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way. Like I, I don't want to like get involved in this. Like it doesn't seem like it's gonna grab me at all. Like what's the point in in all of these things? And then like you just hear like from yourself and from just other people I follow about how drives to survive like really changed how people, you know, yep. took in this took in this sport. And I was like, I'd just finished two very long television series, right? I just finished rewatch. I finished watching The Wire, which was five seasons, yep. which I had never seen before. Then I finished watching Boardwalk Empire, which was five more wow. seasons, which I had never watched before. I was like, I need a break from that type of show. Let me pop on season one, episode one, Drive to Survive. And um, by the second episode, it was like, I'm completely invested. Um, I'm completely invested in my hate for Daniel Ricardo. Interesting. I'm completely, <laughs> I'm okay. completely invested in everything else that's going on and learning about understanding, like the best way to put it for someone who doesn't understand F1 is how important seventh place is. And once you kind of grasp, like, and, and that's just like an arbitrary number. It's yep. like how important the non-winners are yes. and how much emotion is tied into yep. those things. Best of the rest. 
you can't help Mm -hmm. but you can't help but be hooked and i was immediately hooked i'm in season three now Watch my first race this weekend, which was oh, Brad, did you watch complete it? madness. I watched the I was, whole thing. I actually didn't see it. I was on a plane. I don't want to talk yeah. about it. I'm so okay. pleased I didn't see it. Okay. I don't well, want to talk can, about it yet because I've yet it. to get. I'm yet to get over it, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, and I know that me and Casey are going to have to talk about it on Analog this week, <laughs> and I think I can only have this conversation <laughs> once yep. this week. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, we, I will let you have that. Do you that. still and, dislike uh, Daniel Ricciardo? I don't know. I just think he's... he's. I would say season one of Drive to Survive doesn't do a good job for him, honestly. Yeah. Like, he, he seems like a pretty pretty nice dude. He's fine. He's, he's thing, completely I, fine. I wanted to maybe give a, different, a differing opinion. Annabelle said that Drive to Survive was, like, really inaccurate. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't paint it that way. I would say that it dramatizes... Yeah. Some things. However, Formula One is an incredibly dramatic sport. Like yeah. from a a, and this is kind of what I like about it. Like I like the racing, but I also like everything around the racing too. Right, right. There's a lot. The thing about there. Drive to Survive is if if you watch a lot of TV or that type of mm-hmm. entertainment product, you see how you see very quickly how edited it is yeah. to fit the narrative, and if you don't have that in the back of your mind. I can see you like people like losing their minds over it, but just like, Oh, like these people hate each other. It's like, do they really? Or did you just edit that? Because this yeah, is pretty and there's questionable. Like, <laughs> there's definitely one of these where they kind of, they try and play up some things to be more yeah. than they are. Like they, they over dramatize it, but I, yeah. I wouldn't say it was necessarily like really yeah. inaccurate, but it is just, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they pull on some threads more than is necessary. Like there isn't mm-hmm. actually thread to pull on, but they keep trying mm-hmm. it anyway. But uh, Drive to Survive is the reason now that like the sport yeah. is going through a massive resurgence. Plus, yeah. this year has been incredible. Like yeah. this season has been. I mean, a lot of the commentators are saying like this has maybe been the best year ever for Formula One yeah. with the title contention. It is just such a shame how it ended um, yeah. in absolute BS. Yeah. I nearly needed to you'll, save, you'll save that. So uh, yeah. I'll just say that I'm glad I'm coming in in an off season. So I'll have yeah. some time to get my education level up. Um, yeah, I think in like like what drive- March, February mm-hmm. or March, Drive to Survive mm-hmm. Season 4 will come out. So you'll be able to catch yeah. up on this whole season. Yeah. That was kind of what happened for us. Like we we got into it in like we watched Drive to Survive season one Mm -hmm. and two, maybe, or at least one. Yeah, we watched I think it was season one we watched in January. Then we got season two in March. Then we were all ready for the season to begin. And it obviously didn't for a long yeah. time, right? Because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And so then we, we got into it in 2020 when the season began in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. So season three, episode one is, did not age well with the, with the pre-COVID uh, getting Season three, up. episode There's... one is amazing. It is, <laughs> I think, maybe my favorite episode of the entire show. Really? Because, yeah. Because, just because of the way they set up this time where nobody thought it was going to be a big deal. 
Yeah, and, like, and everyone was acting a fool. Yeah, and they were messing around a bit. And it was like, this is what everyone was doing then, right? Like, nobody thought this True. was going to be a real yeah. big thing, you know? Or it was yeah, like, yeah, do yeah. I have to wear this face mask? Like, that seems ridiculous. <laughs> you know? And, like, because that was March, right? So, like, Formula it One. It was February. It was February yeah, like, when yeah, they so, recorded like, it. It was before anything, yeah, right? Because like, I was still traveling then, right? I was in Baltimore at the end of February 2020. Yeah. So, yeah. It no, seemed it was, like, oh, this might be like a swine flu kind of situation yeah. where like there's a health thing going on but we don't dramatically change our lives yeah but i liked it and what i also like in season three oh this is such an aside now i apologize everyone yeah this is anytime anybody mentions formula one to me now i just want to talk about it for two hours mm-hmm. um but uh, uh what i like about the whole season is they don't keep coming back to that well okay good like they do yeah. the covid stuff in episode one and then yeah. they get on with the season yeah, I must be on like episode three because they're just getting back to the first race. Yeah. Where they just they just like air gap the whole like downtime, which however many months that was, they yeah. just go from like this is probably going to happen, and then we stop, and then the next episode is here's the first race, and then they just go. Yeah, and I like it. I, I like I like yeah. that they did it. So it's like here is this um here is the, like this time period. Here's yeah. how it began. Here's how it's changed the sport. And then they're like, now we just get on with the season. And like, they don't really spend a lot of time at all talking about COVID. It's like, it's not, it's because the season continued. Like, the only times they come back to it is like, spoiler alert, drivers got COVID. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so they come back to it then, you know. But well, heck, they still had a COVID test this week. So, you know, yeah, Mazapan was out. Yep. So, anyway, that's uh, that's our drive to survive segment. Mm -hmm. I am hooked. Um, I oh, what man, I enjoy is not as much like the 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 soap opera ness. Although I do enjoy some of that, but yeah. I really enjoy the 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 big company money aspects yeah, of how they're managing these teams, and yep. it's kind of fascinating. It so I'm enjoying that, and, and, the, and the and the engineering. And you the are starting at the perfect point because next season, so many rule changes are happening. Like, the cars are going to look different, and they're going to act different. This was all meant to happen this year, but they pushed it a year. Yep. So, you you actually join in at a really great time. Good. So, yeah, I'm going to spend some time over these next few months. I'll be ready for... Uh, for uh, and there's going to be two U.S. Next races next year. Oh, yeah? Where's Austin the... Oh, Miami. 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 Yeah, I forgot about that. Interesting. I can drive to Miami. You could. To all right. Let's, let's, let's take our first <laughs> break, and then... Hey, are we on? Do what Is this thing live? Mm-hmm. Okay. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Pen Chalet. Do you remember that? We do pens around pens. here. They're not they're not tire chalet or anything like that. It is mm. the wonderful people at Pen Chalet. Because we know that really what you're interested about around here is pens. And Pen Chalet, oh boy, have they got the pens. From all of your favorite brands, you can get Pelican pens, you can get Pilot pens. Namiki, Sailor, Caveco, Lamy, Monteverde, Estabrook. The list goes on and on and on and on. And they're an authorized dealer of all of them. They're adding new products all the time from new companies and new types of products. Whether you want a rollerball, a fountain pen, a pen holder, a refill, ink, carrying cases, every type of accessory, every type of product you're looking for, Pen Chalet has got it. Always go to Pen Chalet first for a few reasons one they do 100 percent satisfaction guarantee on their high quality products they do special discounts twice a month they do free shipping on orders over the of over 50 dollars in the u.s they sell internationally with great shipping rates and because you listen to the show you can get 10 percent off anything 
at Penchalet by going to penchalet.com and clicking the podcast link at the top of the website and entering the password penaddict and you will get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Penchalet and also you will be able to peruse some special offers only for penaddict listeners like what Brad right out the gate the colorverse nebula 2020 weekly planner the colorverse nebula notebooks are getting rave reviews across the pinternet um i have ordered some for myself to test anyone who has written about them for the pen addict has loved them people outside of the pen addict family have uh told me how much they enjoy these notebooks so this is the planner version for 2022 um at a really really good deal practically half off also one of my favorite products is well known on the show the karen dash 849 ballpoint so Karen Dash, um, I actually haven't even seen these style three claim your styles um, version three ballpoints, but the claim your style version one, version two, and version three all have a really big sale going on right now at Pen Chalet, and that's about as good as price as you'll ever see on these pens. They sometimes get a little bit discounted, mm. but like this is even like a I have a Pen Addict edition eight forty nine, and these. Um, retail for more, but after the discounts that Pen Chalet are running right now, they come out to less. So that's a really, really good price um, for really one of my favorite pens. Um, and this is one of those endless lists that just goes on and on and on. There's some really interesting gift items in here. There's actually a, a one of the cross classic pens, you know, the basic skinny cross pen. They actually have a really updated version that's pretty inexpensive. You know, it's like I don't need that pen personally, but maybe you have someone uh, in your in your life that needs a stocking stuffer, and that looks like a pretty killer pen for a pretty great price. Um, yeah, like I, I can't even get to the bottom of this list. The Diplomat Aero Rollerballs are a huge percentage off. The Penider Metropolis Metropolis Rollerballs with um, all kinds of different colors are like it, it's nonstop. So definitely go check out uh, penchalet.com right now. Use the code penaddict, and there is something there for you. I promise. Thanks to Penchalet for the support of this week's episode. So when are we going to start talking about pens uh, and the different colors as their livery? Oh, also it's livery. Livery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'd rather say it livery, but I heard. I like say it. Livery. I like it. We should start doing yeah. that. Like the sailor livery. livery. Sailor livery, yeah, yeah. All right, we have some hot off the press, literally, um, a topic to discuss today, and this relates to an envelope I received in the mail mm-hmm. from one of my good pen friends who happened to be at the Tokyo International Pen Show and happened to acquire me some of the Sanzen Tomoe River successor paper, which I just opened yesterday on stream. Mm-hmm. So we can put in a link to my uh, my recap of the stream. So if you want to see me testing inks and, and kind of giving my long-form rambly thoughts on my first look at this paper, you can do so. But I have it here in front of me, Mike, and I would like to to discuss it if that's that's good with you. I would. I desperately want to know. That <laughs> First off, my good friend Jacob um, at Food A Fan, go check out. I will. We've included this link to his review of the Sands and Paper that's up on his blog. I haven't had that amount of time to spend with the paper yet to do a full, proper, linkable review. But Jacob's is fantastic. He goes through all the all the different um, tests that you would want to see. 
in testing out this paper compared to the version ones and two of Tomoe River paper. So go check out what Jacob has to offer. So my first look was throwing ink at the page with a folded nib, right? So I'm putting a lot of ink on the page. And then I did a little bit of writing. So for round two, I'm going to do a lot more writing because that's what really most of us use this paper for. But the idea with this paper is to, to recap, Sansen is a manufacturer that bought Tomoe River from, in, in name from uh, Tomoe Gawa Paper Company. So Sanzen is the new owner of the Tomoe River brand and with the intent to make a similar paper to the famed original Tomoe River paper that fountain pen fans love and rave about and is used in a lot of products. There's been a long road to get here from a stationary fan perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, Tomoe Gawa stopped making, stopped using the original machines for the Tomoe, paper, Tomoe River paper that everyone loves. And that caused some problems because their replacement was very poor. Um, it was not representative of the original at all. So it's been a challenge ever since then to see, hey, are we going to have something similar? And I think Sansen has done a really good job here. I'm going to start at the end and then we'll go through it uh, a little bit. It's not as good as the original Tomoe River paper, okay. the 52 GSM, but that's relative, right? Like, it doesn't have to be, right? What it is, is a, a lot really... Of, there's a lot of headway. Yeah. What it is, is a really, really good paper that's going to do a really good job as a replacement. Like, I would... I don't know that I've called any of the other Tomoe River options a replacement or finding any other brand as a replacement to the original Tomoe River, this is about as close as it can get. Um, it handles ink really, really well. You see all of the character you want to see in the inks from whether that's shading, sheen, you know, just how, you know, the color, is the, the brightness of the color on the page. All of those things are really, really great on this new Sansen paper. If you have to keep comparing it to the original 52 GSM Tomoe River, that paper does all those things better, <laughs> right? It's not a fair comparison at this point because, like, that's going away. It just needs to go, <laughs> Because I don't think anything's ever going to match. When I put these side by side, it's clear there's differences. But that doesn't mean that the sands and paper isn't exactly what the market needs. What they're trying to figure out is how to make this thin paper that's really great for fountain pens and stationary users um, specifically, right? So the companies that rely on the old Tomoe River paper that is going to be no longer available, I think will be very happy with using this paper for their products, I'm talking about like a Hobonichi or any notebook manufacturer that has previously used Tomoe River paper. What I see out of this paper is really high quality fountain pen performance, right? What I said in my Instagram post is you don't get the highest highs of like the peak shading or sheen that you would get like a 10 out of 10 on the 52 GSM old Tomoe River. It's like an 8 out of 10 on the Sansen. 
Do you know how good that is? <laughs> like, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Not a lot of papers can accomplish that. This is what I was saying about headroom, right? That like, yeah. It doesn't need to be as good to still be basically the best. Right. Right. So I think what I see so far is this paper is going to do really well. It's going to, people are going to get this and go, oh, okay, good. I like, people are going to say, I'm good with this, right? If they pull up a sheet of the old paper, the 52 GSM, and put it side by side, they'll go, yeah, I see some differences here, right? It's not like an exact match, right? It's not the same formula on the same machines and the same, you know, the the same air and the same air quality and humidity and all those things. Like, it's just not. But what it is is really dang good. And I think it's going to do really well as whatever air quote replacement you want to call it. And like, that's, I really, I'm going to bang this drum again. And you you were on the other side of this coin. They got to shake the Tomoe River name completely. It has got to go. And I I hope for their sake it has to go. Because if you keep that name, all you can do is ever compare to it is compared to what came before, the Tomoe River 1, Tomoe River 2, and this people just call Tomoe River 3, right? The Sands or Sands and Tomoe River. And if you have that name, like I understand you bought the branding, but this is a different product. It's it doesn't compare. You know, it's a hundred times better than whatever the the catastrophe that Tomoe River 2 was, but the original Tomoe River paper is still like one of the greatest fountain pen papers ever. But for like a very particular audience, right? Like the the one in two percent fountain pen user audience understands what Tomoe River Fifty Two GSM original is, and this is not it. But this is a heckin' good paper, right? It is going to be that replacement, and it's going to do really, really well for those applications where this type of thin fountain pen quality paper is is going to be right. There's no feathering, no bleeding, you know, none of none of the the negatives. Um, this paper doesn't have any of those downsides of any performance-related downsides, right? It just doesn't have peak color and shading and sheen that the original had. So, long story short, they have something here for sure. And I think we'll start seeing this in broader stationary use. Hopefully next year. I don't know anything about dates or anything like that. But if what I have in my hand, as far as I'm concerned, is, is is ready to go. Like, I think people will be very happy with this paper. And um, it's it just needs to be a standalone product mm. and have a standalone mindset when you're using this. Like, I feel like it's it's really, really good. Um, just don't get caught should. up in forcing to compare it. I mean, I said previous. before, I think they should. I think they should keep the name, but I think right. maybe what they should actually do is riff on the name. Yeah, like I don't. I assume Tomoe River is a place. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the the whole. I I just know Tomoe Gawa, the the original company. I don't know the actual like uh, etymology of the of the name. Because like I don't know, like you could call it like Tomoe Air Paper or something. Yeah. You know, you're, you're I, but I, I personally, I would still say, um, keep the name. Yeah. So, uh, last couple things on here. Like, I did a bunch of ink testing, right? And it's funny. It's like some of the inks perform better on on the Sanzen compared to the old fifty two. Some perform worse, and some perform the same. It was like really interesting. It was very ink dependent on how they 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 worked. Like. 
I tried a very sh- a sheening ink. So I tried the Diamine Iridescent Philip. Those almost performed identically. Like you could see just as much sheen on the Sansan paper as the Tomoe River paper. But then I tried Kianit du Nepal, which is a shimmer ink. And it's not the shimmer that made the difference on the page, but like it took the color differently on that ink. On that ink on the Sansan paper was had different character than the ink on the old 52 GSM paper, you know. Um, wor- worse, in my opinion. You know, it didn't show as much of the ink characteristics. But then something like Kala Armada, which is a very shading ink and a lighter ink, it had a ton of character on the Sansan paper and was a little bit flatter on the original. So it was very hit or miss as far as like exact, did they behave exactly the same on, on each each page it was like a weird yes no maybe kind of situation so which tells me it's like it's going to be very good um overall and overall paper it's going to be very good so um i will do more testing i'll do a proper test i'll do a lot more handwriting um again i was just spreading ink around and um i have some questions about how the iron gall inks behaved on the sands and paper that needs more testing right like i yeah. i don't think they did a good job um, like the the chemical composition of the iron gall did not behave near as well on the sands and paper as they did on the fifty two GSM. I I and I don't know why, right? I don't know why that is, but that was a clear difference in in paper. But again, overall, it's going to be great. I I think it's going to do really really well, and people, you know, ninety five percent of the stationary users who use this paper will be thrilled, and then. Yep. And then, you know, we'll hear about, you know, forever comparisons to the original Tomoe, um, which is fine, too. Like, mm-hmm. that paper exists, and it's, it was popular for a reason, right? It should should be beloved. But, yeah, um, this is a different paper, and it's good. You wrote a review of the Lamy Zevo. I'm going with Zevo. I haven't, I haven't heard them say it. Ex-Evo. <laughs> Xevo. What is I even this spelled pen? it wrong. Where did this come from? Um, out of the ether. Um, mm. when did this come up? Um, we were looking at a different pen just recently when this one came out at the same time. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I was like, well, what? I I had the same questions as you as like a Lamy super fan. I was even like, what is this pen? What are you telling me here? You know, what is going on? I couldn't even tell from Lamy's original pictures and i alluded to this in my review is like is this a metal pen is this plastic like i didn't know for sure until like i saw the price like is this a 50 dollar pen is this a you know 25 dollar pen is it metal is it plastic but it's a plastic pen and it's 10 dollars, and it's freaking great it's like they really did a good job with a really basic pen and it, it's not always easy to do when you're someone like Lamy. They have, you know, some of the biggest design chops in the whole industry to make a really simple entry-level pen, make it well, and keep it at a, a decent price point. You know, $10 for, you know, most of us in the stationary world or that are listening to this podcast, that's a pretty inexpensive pen, I understand you know, relative to like a Pilot G2, it's a very expensive pen. But, you know, for what I, what we talk about on a daily basis, this is a dirt cheap pen and it, it definitely plays above the price 
point, or at least delivers for that price point. So it's a triangular barrel. I also wasn't sure about that when I got the when I first ordered the pen. How did the triangular grip section play with the rest of the pen? So it kind of it's one of those that kind of morphs to, as it moves towards the end of the pen, like the end of the pen turns round, right? But towards the towards the tip, it's triangular, and that yep. allows a good grip. Like it makes a good yeah, grip. Like not everyone's me gonna of love the, it. The the things that you would when you were le- when I was learning to write and you'd put like mm-hmm. this rubberized triangular grip around right. a pen. Right. And those work because you can rotate them, right? Unlike yeah. the Lamy Safari, that's not a rotating in your hand pen. Mm-hmm. And which, you know, you could argue that Fountain pens are not pens you're going to rotate in your hand anyway, so that grip works for the Safari. But this is a ballpoint, use a ballpoint refill, and people just, you know, habitually just turn those pens in their hand when you write. And at first I was like, oh, like, this is interesting. Like the the clip, it kind of hits my hand when I have it in this position. I was like, oh, wait a minute, I'll just turn it and it's perfect. I really like this pen. It's like kind of hard to explain why mm. other than maybe I didn't expect it from Lamy, even though they do a really good job at the low end. Like the high end Lamy is where most of my angst lies, right? Like, you know, gold nib pen Lamy is where, you know, I struggle with what the brand's doing, even though I would like to see them do more at the low end. Uh, the high end is, I think where they're, they're falling short of the, just the general consumer or the, or the, the picky stationary consumer that, that listens to this show, but this pen for ten bucks, sign me up. the The only like downside is this is a reasonably proprietary refill, right? It's a ballpoint pen. Not everyone's gonna like that. It's not gonna be compatible with Parker style refills. It's got this really particular design element to it, where Monteverde has actually made refills because Lamy uses this refill shape so frequently Monteverde does have a few different colors but you're really you're really tied into a ballpoint refill with this pen but I I could see this being like the Lamy Tipo for um for Lamy where you know every year they make two or three colors of it if it if it does well and the the Tipo is a rollerball platform and this is a ballpoint platform and you know maybe you know next year we get like a you know, they start mixing up the colors and, and see how it goes. I, mm. I just think for $10, it's such a good pen, really well executed by Lamy. And I'm just, like, I'm impressed that at this that it's at this price point, to be perfectly honest. Like, it doesn't feel, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you, you pick it up and feel it, you don't go, oh, this is a $60 pen. It's not, right? But for what it is, it's really darn good. Did it, what, did it just have it in this gray? Uh, there's a black one right now, so gray, gray and, black. and black. I mean, it's Lamy. Come on. But like, there's no with this plastic barrel. It's it's basically you know just the two piece, yeah, um, two piece barrel. That I don't see with this material why it just couldn't be in whatever color they wanted it to be. Yeah, it's but, not. Yeah, but it's also Lamy. But with the Tipo, the Tipo they mix and match, and with the Pico, which the Pico has a a metal barrel that's the uh, re- weird retractable, mm. um pen you know they do all kinds of wild colors in that fluorescence and metallics and uh, with the tipo they do the same thing and they have a few pens that they like to do that with and this is just the most basic of all of them like literally the most basic of all of them is this like, the cheapest no pen I think so I think the tipo is like 13 um trying to think if they have anything sub 10 I don't think they do I think this might be hmm 
which is good. Like you're making a statement like with that. Like I don't think you do that unless you plan on continuing to do that, right? Mm. In in my mind, ten dollar pens don't work as hey, this is a one off, right? The the hundred and fifty dollar pen is like hey, that's a one off, right? Let's just let's do this and like it's whatever happens happens unless something you know really goes crazy. But like you make a ten dollar pen and just it's so easy to just do more, um, if they are, were received well and. I don't see any reason why this wouldn't be received well. Like, this is the perfect yep. pen to, you know, how like everyone knows what those Lamy displays look like. I mean, this is just going to look good in those displays. <laughs> they design towards the display. <laughs> and it will look even better at $10. Yeah. Yep. And then it'll look even better when they do purple and blue yep. and yellow and line all them up there for all the Lamy uh. boutiques and someone comes in and just passing is like, well, I don't want to spend $30 on a fountain pen, but $10 on a ballpoint? Give me two. And there's some updates for Fountain Pen Companion, right? Yeah, Urban is gone off the deep end here. So the uh, Fountain Even Pen more Companion. Than already. <laughs> yeah, I love Urban. Urban is like, he is on it. So he's been, uh, he's been messaging me in the background as he's been going through this process. But what he's done is actually uh, link reviews on each ink product page, which like sounds like a simple task, but right now there's 7,500 inks cataloged <laughs> on Fountain Pen Companion, and he already has 20% of that number with at least one review of the ink from, you know, somewhere, you know, like my blog or Kelly's blog, Mountain of Ink, or, you know, Fountain Pen Pharmacist. There's a ton of just ink-only review blogs. And those ink, those reviews are getting pulled in on the individual ink product pages, and it's just kind of blowing my mind that he's able to like attach this type of content into this database to kind of help people figure yeah. things out, right? Like it's Amazing. it's a really cool way to help people figure out because Fountain Pen Companion isn't just like your tool to track your database and in your inks and your pens it's you know it's part discovery tool too so you get to see like hey a bunch of people are using this ink i wonder if i would like it and then you can look at the fountain pen companion page and see how many people use it but now you can see quickly like is can i learn more about this ink from from someone else who has tested it out and written about it and then there's even a, a space now for like um, users to submit their own reviews, right? Like if you write something, you can submit it in there and Urban will add it to the page. And I, I just think it's just really, really cool. It's like I, I have got to get better in, in using Fountain Pen Companion. I haven't made that full commitment despite trying like a million times saying, I need to do this, I need to do this. So I don't know. Maybe if we could get, commit one pen a day, right? Just put one pen a day in there with whatever ink's in there. And do it five minutes. Knock it out in the end of the year. Have a bunch of pens and inks listed. I I, I think it's great. Urban's doing a fantastic job, and uh, he was pretty excited about this. <laughs> he was he sent me a lot of messages about this, and I I love seeing that type of passion for these these projects. Gotta tip my hat to the amount of manual work he does. It's it's enormous. Like yep. it's no joke. Yep. So big shout out, Fountain Pen Companion. Great job, Urban. Thanks for sharing this with me and and let me know about it so I can share it with everyone else who uh, who either uses Fountain Pen Companion and hasn't noticed yet or who might consider just going over there and poking around and, and checking out what it is. It's really great. Really great resource. 
All right, this episode is also brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace have got you covered by combining cutting-edge design and world-class engineering to make it easier than ever to establish your home online and to make your ideas a reality. Squarespace also make everything really easy to manage. You don't have to install anything or upgrade anything or patch anything or any of that nonsense. You can customize everything, the settings, the products that you have on sale, and the design with just a few clicks. You start one of their really beautiful templates and you can customize it exactly as you want, but it's all just clicking around and you're seeing things change right in front of you so you know if they're right. Every Squarespace website is optimized for mobile. Your content will look amazing on every device. And when you're actually in the page editing tools, you can select for it to show you the preview of what it will look like on a phone, on a tablet, and on a desktop screen. So I really like that too, so you don't even need to switch around devices. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support, free unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, SEO and email marketing tools, and domain name registration as well. Squarespace really is the full package to help you turn your big idea into a new website, to help you showcase your work for portfolio design, publish your next blog post, promote your business, announce an upcoming event, and so much more. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code penaddict to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I've been using Squarespace for over a decade now. And when I want to get something online, it's the first place that I turn to because they just have all the tools that I need and they make it easy for me to understand and really to focus on what it is I want to be doing, not on spending hours and hours and weeks and weeks building a website for it. Go to, that's once again, squarespace.com slash penaddict. And when you sign up, use the offer code penaddict and you will get 10% off your first purchase. Show your support for the show. I thank Squarespace for the continued support of the penaddict and all of Relay FM. All right, so that was that was some new products, some new news. I actually have more of that, Mike, if you will allow me. Yes, um, please. Especially this, this first one, which I think uh, you also have, because mm-hmm. I think we subscribed. Yep, I got uh, it. Resubscribed to Field Notes at the same time, so we both have the Ignition Edition. Um, so what I would like to do is open this envelope while we're sitting here talking, because I haven't yet, because I've, I've seen it online, right, and I've mm-hmm. seen all the, you know, watch the video and read all the specs and, and understand what's in here. So let me get all the unboxing materials out of here. Um, this is an interesting addition, I think. It's an interesting one, for sure. I have lots to say, as shock, shocker to no one. Brad likes to talk about stationery. Um, one thing which we have not spoken about, I don't believe, is the price increase. Right, so Field Notes um, has a price increase for volumes and for it, uh, excuse me for volumes. We're talking about Blackwing volumes later. Mm-hmm. Um, for the uh, Field Notes subscription, it's gone up, and the individual three packs price has gone up. It's mm-hmm. like just you know one of those things. We talked, we had a big rash of of price increases earlier this year in in, in the pin world, and like these are the things that happen. Um, Field Notes, to their credit, has tried to like continue to include things in your subscription bundle. Like this time, we got book darts in in there, in the um, and a pen in the yeah, in a yellow pen, uh, the big click, which is a great pen, the calendar. So yeah, they've tried to do little little tweaks, little upgrades to make it, it make it good bang for your buck. And I still think it's like completely fairly priced. Like I have no issue with that. So on to the addition ignition. Feels like I've seen this before, Mike. I mean, kind of, but not really. Not really. 
Um, it is an adaptation and a and a, move, a forward move of a previous thing that he did. Which I was, was going to go with new and better. So yes, I'm not really like you know crushing them for that, but mm-hmm. it is new and improved resolution edition, which yeah. is what two two years ago, three mm-hmm. years ago, something like that. Which I absolutely did not like the idea behind the resolution edition because they kind of had the quantities backwards, right? Resolution edition was two books of checklists and then like one book of calendar. This ignition is actually two 26-week date books. Um, If you do the math, Mike, I'm not a math major, but if 26 plus 26 equals 52, and that's how many weeks are in a year, it almost makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of on purpose. So yeah, I think that's super smart. So like your pack of Ignition gives you a year's worth of the the date books, which are small and like I think the layout's good. Like I had no like the resolution. I like the layout. They've actually improved the layout. It's generally the same as the resolution edition, but it's a little bit more efficient in the space usage. Um, so I like the fact that they give you, Hey, it's the end of the year. We're going to give you something for the entirety of next year. If you're so into that thing, and we'll give you a singular book for just random notes, checklists, you know, it's got their, um, like the circles, the half circles, like the, the fill in your circle, um, check Mm -hmm. checklist for tasks. So yeah, like totally fine with it like it's it seems like a a good addition i love the colors i mean like you know that i'm gonna love the aesthetic of this gray white and black with the real bright yellow it's very um construction-y yeah i mean it's super field notesy it's super brad like this is this is my look um i'm not gonna use them like (laughs) i'm just gonna be straight up like i i I will probably give these packs away which is fine that doesn't mean i don't think they're like really good and useful i i they did a much better job with this release than the resolution. Um, and maybe they needed uh, the resolution uh, to happen to get us to this point to where they th- actually thought about how people use things um, in a little bit of a different way from the resolution edition to have that kind of like efficiency and like product respect that, that this one offers. Like it, it, it all adds up in in what they what they did, and I think they look cool on top of it. Yeah, I think that this is a. Uh, I would be. I would be very surprised if a version of this does not remain a permanent product available. Yeah, I mean the reason this for is, that is because they've not dated it. I know what that right. means. Right, right, right. Yeah. This is, but this is a way better stock item. Yes, I think. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm I'm business thinking out loud. I was like. Should they just default it to a two-pack? I don't know. Oh, uh, I would expect it probably will be. Because the the stock editions, whenever they do this, whenever they take a, a limited and make it a stock, they make some kind of change. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. could imagine but, that they're just like, we now sell a date planner. Like, yeah. here it is. You can buy one yeah. or you can buy a two-pack. And there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Anyway, like, I, I, I think it's good. Like, I, I just really love the colors. Mm-hmm. and. I think they're cool, and I, I love the pen, and I love the book darts. Um, this book is my darts last. Are smart, because it basically yeah. allows you to have a bookmarker, which would otherwise be incredibly difficult to do on the type of book that they make. 
Yeah. For for especially for a, a planar type book like this is like the the book darts are perfect. And guess what? There's three book darts for the three books. Three book darts. Three books. So very good. Book bag. Um, it's uh. Yeah, they, they, this is the end of my subscription. This was the last edition, right? We resubscribed yeah. on the fiftieth. Uh, I'm I'm not renewing. Um, well, it, we both resubscribed because we wanted the anniversary booklet. <laughs> we wanted the fiftieth goodies. Yeah, <laughs> totally worth it. Totally worth. Totally the subscription. worth it. It's That's just it's a coffee just table not... book forever for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the subscription, their subscription is totally worth it in my book anyway. It's just oh, I yeah, don't yeah. use. I just don't use this product. Um, enough, which is is always a good good decision maker uh, when you're deciding whether to spend your money, things mm-hmm. like that. So, next up, Blackwing Volume ninety three. I also have thoughts on this one. Um, of course you do. I so let me let me start with the story. You know I love okay. my stories, Mike. Mm-hmm. Carita Kent uh, was an educator, artist, and social justice advocate. Never heard of her automatically in love right like give me a person who's artistic is in the does uh, social justice work and educates and like the story of Karita Ken I've actually gone and and watched some videos looked at the artwork um looked at her story and tried to figure out what she's all about because I'd never heard anything uh, about Karita Kent in my life and I'm someone who like this, her description is like perfect for what Brad would be into, and it's great. It's just fantastic. I think these pencils are terrible. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it like oh, that. Oh, really? I hate these pencils, Mike. Why? I, I don't know. They look like they should be the back to school special for like the 24 pack for five dollars. Oh, I, I mean, like it. <laughs> I want you know, I'm the rainbow everything guy. Like, give me. Uh-huh. all the rainbows on all the things and this is a rainbow set of pencils it's just not hitting for me from a design perspective take the story out right it take take the story completely out because that's going to make me fall in love with the pencils because the story's great <laughs> i i don't like I, just, I it feels cheap and not up to blackwing's crazy standards for the price that they charge i don't get it <sighs> I can't describe it. I don't know. Like the artwork is very specific, right? The splashes of ink are basic are Karita Kent's, you know, ink imagery on certain types of artwork. And if you go look at her artwork, her the artwork is amazing. Like all the silk screen and the print work is like, give me all of it. And like it just didn't hit for me in this execution of her art artwork and i i really can't explain it i want to say it's the white feral but i actually think that's probably the best part of of the pencil so um, i think it's, maybe it's mimicking a book cover of hers yes yeah 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 and no this very is, much these like are on that. purpose it does maybe it didn't have to be <laughs> maybe you're not into it huh I, did, I, I wish I could that explain her, why. Her general art aesthetic, just for looking through Google Images, mm-hmm. it is quite different to that book cover. Mm-hmm. But, but it does she's seem famous like, for that. Like yeah. that's a famous cover, right? And like so I, I, I get yeah, it. Like okay. I'm not knocking the idea, whatever, mm-hmm. or whatsoever. Like I'm just saying, like for me personally, um, I get. Here's the broad, maybe a broader perspective. She also did an art piece called Love is Hard Work, which is this too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think from a broader perspective, Blackwing is doing more interesting things outside of the volume sets than in the volume sets. And like, if we're going to do this, the, the love is hard work idea, I want all of that on one pencil. You know, when I'm thinking about this, because individually, what, what are you telling someone if you give them the, the red splash pencil? Right. But what if I could have the full rainbow with love is hard work on the pencil then I think I'm probably feeling differently about it. I don't know. Right. Like and you I don't would want like just six of them, and they've oh, all got yeah. the same on it, which is yeah, what yeah. they've done. Which they what they usually yeah. do. Yeah, I I I just think they're falling flat. Like you look well, at this last last series of of the limited of the volumes editions, they don't hold a candle to what they're doing for limited editions like Preservation Hall. If you look at something like Preservation Hall, and you're telling me that's something outside of volumes editions, then I wonder what we're doing here because that's one of the, I don't know anything about preservation hall, but that's the coolest pencil I've ever seen. Right. But that's not a volume. And if you look at like the past years of volumes, there's, I think they're leaving something on the table with these volume sets that it's like a chain. I I'm seeing a, like a, a business path change in that where volumes was the leader in Blackwing's offering. They're almost the laggard now that they have limited editions, labs, collab and collaborations. Volumes is no longer the superstar in design from design and, um, you know, testing perspective right it's the more mainstream product now and i think it's falling flat compared to literally every other blackwing i can buy outside of the basic 602s and pearls they're the least interesting and it used to be the most interesting and i mean that's just a, a good for blackwing that they're growing and able to to support all of these different lineups but i'm not sure that volumes is the most interesting thing that they're doing. And I, I don't even think it's close to be honest. I mean, did you see, did you look up this preservation hall set? Preservation hall. Black wing. I was looking more, uh, Karita Kent stuff. Yeah. She also painted uh, the art. Big, her artwork is awesome. Like uh gas storage tower thing. Oh, I'm all in on her artwork. Oh yeah, I've saw this preservation hall one. I mean, like, that's it's nice. Yeah, that's I, that's I what really volumes like the is to me. Kemp one though, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I can tell. I can tell you don't like it. I really like that set. <laughs> I don't hate it. I'm just. I feel Are you sure. I no. I feel like it's not enough. Right. Or. Yeah, I, I think that's the best way I can put it. I feel that I'm looking around what Blackwing's showing me these days mm-hmm. and I expect more. <laughs> I really like it. I like it okay. <laughs> but then I, you know, you click on the past releases button and I'm looking and I was like, okay, the Bruce Lee, I thought that was great, but it's 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 black and white, black and gold stripe. And then the comic set with the um with the artwork, I thought that was pretty cool. 
Um, I like that one probably the best of this year. And then the, the volume 223, like the, like the, what is this? The, the Woody Guthrie, uh, one, the, the highway, this land is your land. It was terrible. <laughs> what is happening? I was not expecting this from you today. But you just look at the last four editions and, and tell me that, you know, you don't want other things that Blackwing is selling besides these last four editions. That's the way I'm looking at it. And it's like, I don't want any of those. I want the things that are on their limited editions or in their labs. How do you see the list of things that they've done recently? I find that their, complicated. Their website is very challenging. It's, it's so, again, funnily <laughs> enough, for subscriptions, it's, yeah. it's the volume is actually quite tricky. Yeah. So click on limited editions, and on the left is Blackwing volumes, and at the bottom is past releases. Limit edit, yeah, because that makes that's complicated because that you can get to it in two different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subscri- it's not- wait, so wait, go to limited editions. Yeah, on you'll have a drop down on the yeah. left is Blackwing volumes, and at the bottom is past releases, past releases that gives you everything. All right, so what the black and white one, black and yellow one, I didn't like that yeah. one. Yeah, it's meh. But the other ones I like. The comics one's fine. I don't like the Woody Guthrie. I mean, it's fine. Like, I don't hate any of them. I'm just, my expectations have been set by previous releases and current special editions and collaborations, and those expectations are not being met by what I'm seeing in volumes releases. Maybe it's harder because they're doing other things that you think look cooler. Mm-hmm. So like, like literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> and these and let's be perfectly clear this is $30 for a set of 12 pencils these are not cheap mm. right and I feel like I'm getting more by not subscribing to volumes and buying the other cool stuff that they do mm. <laughs> that's my rant <laughs> Well, on that note, uh, <laughs> if you'd like to get the show notes for this week's episode, you can go to Brad Relay. Brad may or FM may not be back next week. Slash fanatic slash 492. If you find Brad with a pencil lodged in his neck, then you'll know what happened. <laughs> I have the uh, Bruce Lee one sitting right here. I'm sure you do. What's that? What was that one that was still cool? Was that like the... The Bruce Lee one's good, though, actually. I forgot about it. Yeah. I didn't like it when I just saw it black and yellow, but then when I remembered it was yeah. the Bruce, Bruce Lee suit when you said it. Yeah, yeah. no, I like it again. But you I love these it. pencils. No! You, you, you <laughs> own it, but you hate it. It's like a love-hate kind of thing. True, true, true. That's what I do. I mm-hmm. like to light money on fire. He loves to hate things, and then he buys mm-hmm. them. Uh, <laughs> you can find Brad on Twitch. He streams multiple times a week at twitch.tv slash penaddict at penaddict.com and spokedesign.com. You just brought out a new product, right? The uh, Spoke oh. Pencil 6. Is it 6? Spoke Model 6. Right. Um, it's a really cool next version of our pencil design um that's been really popular so far it's a little bit bigger and has some little bit bigger um um diameter in the grip section so Mm -hmm. yeah some of our pens you know can be small but um this one is slightly bigger and allows us to mix and match a ton of colors like there's 10 colors already of color combinations already and i'm sure there will be more because brian's a madman Yeah, I love it. I think it looks really great. Yep, they're awesome. I did find it funny that it, in like the post, it's like we're not going to get rid of the four. <laughs> the the yeah, because people are asking like yeah. the four. 
So the four is like the the pencil, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you would call that like a a, a company's like canonical product. I mean, but it, like it's the four the thing does that not leave. Me and you want to spoke. The, the it's why I'm involved. Yeah. With, with spoke, and it's like you don't want to say you're never going to beat that design, but it's good for a reason, yep. right? And so, no, the spoke model four is not going away. So people can rest easy because we got a lot of emails about that anytime because we've already done a five and we've already done a six and people say, well, the four is not going, is it? <laughs> and that's like, no, no, it's not going anywhere. It's very funny. It's always yep. very funny. Like, nope. Yep. Got to keep it forever. <laughs> All right. I'll let you get us out of here. I'll shut up now. Uh, you can also find Brad, uh, He's at Dowdyism on Twitter, D O W D Y I S M. Uh, Pen Addict on Instagram. I am I Mike. I M Y K E. Uh, it is that time of year. Uh, you should be thinking about your next year. You should be thinking about your theme. Yearly themes mm. time is coming up, and so you should get yourself a theme system journal. Uh, you can go to two places. Go to themesystem.com to find out a little bit more about why you would want to get yourself a theme system journal. But if you already know you want one, go to cortexmerch.com. Uh, we have them in stock. They're available right now. Who knows if they'll mm-hmm. be in stock uh, in a month or so. We have no idea of knowing. There's more being made, but uh, it is an unknown quantity, this kind of thing. So I recommend people go and check it out right now. You can find me. I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E on Twitter. And we'll be thanks to Squarespace and Penchalet for the support of this episode. And uh, we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.